You're now listening to The Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White Featuring Justin Lee Ken W.O. And Junior your boy And your King boy Mac. King Mac What's up King Mac, I appreciate it What's up King Mac, I appreciate it What's up, King Mac? I appreciate it. Get the fuck out, slap dick motherfucker. You know what? This is another episode of Black and White. It's your boy, Justin Lee, a.k.a. Maraxis. We got a full fucking council tonight. I got Junior, Dre, Asinine, the Queen, Spooky Jess, Your Grace, King Mac, and company. We got Eric from Ray's Duke Joint, the E in Ray's Duke Joint. Now, I messaged you this fucking morning, Eric, and... We were talking about the highlights of the fucking season, and you had the audacity to say Tony LaRusse's absence was the high point of your season. Where do you get off telling me something like that? Who the fuck do you think you are? Well, the question was, when was I most optimistic to what was going right with the season, or when was my high point of the season? And it happened to be when uh, TLR was no longer around. The White Sox, for about a 20-day stretch, were leading the league in a home run. OPS, slugging. We're putting together decent at bats. We were seeing things like double steals, the bullpen being used correctly in the extra inning situations. That's when I was most hopeful right before we started the Cleveland. That's when uh, the Cleveland series, a big one. That's when I was uh, the most hopeful. Wow. And, you know, Asinine, that fat four-eyed piece of shit, he was happy when Tony LaRusa got the boot, too. What was your high point, Asinine? Uh, my high point of the season was seeing was uh Eloy coming back and proving that I was right when all of you fucking laughed at me. You when was I right. Said he was you gonna, was right. When I said he was gonna come back and be the best player on the fucking roster, and he came back and did that tenfold. I'm the Messiah. I am the all knowing. I am. Calm the, the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. All right, Spook. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm I'm okay. Eric got me all fucking hot and bothered talking about TLR <laughs> earlier. Uh, what, what what was your uh, high point of the season this summer? Uh, it's really hard to say when it was so up and down. But I mean, I towards the end of the season, like I said before, I gave like I didn't give up, but like I slowly let it go, and just to avoid anger. And I had so much fun at a couple of the last games. Because it didn't even really matter. I was with my friends. We had so much fun. But just in general, like I've made, I've made a couple, couple friends. Uh, I got closer with this this season. So at least something good that comes out of it is uh, new friends. So I'll get sappy for a minute and say that. But and you're a BGI member. That worked out. And that, yeah. see, fucking Definitely great, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, that's nice. What's up? Going up a little bit. You alive, Junior? Don't worry about Found Junior. Him. He's attending to whatever he's doing. What are you, are you touching it a I'm little here. bit, Junior? What was the fuck? What was he the should, highlight of your he season? Should, he should be happy. He's fourth today. You didn't even fucking ask me what my highlight was. What was your highlight? Are you deaf? I love to. Uh, I love to piggyback off. Uh, 
off Eric because I love seeing old men struggle, and that's what TLR did all year. <laughs> but uh, my highlight would probably be going into the All-Star break, going into Minnesota, and just absolutely obliterating those motherfuckers. And then I don't know if it was the All-Star break or the trade deadline being a game and a half back and then playing some of the best baseball. But what sucked was when we were playing our best baseball, those fucking losers in Cleveland were also playing the best baseball they've probably played in the last five years. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't really think there's a highlight that I could look back on and be like, that was that made our season because it was. Uh, so it wasn't the Moncada five for five that didn't get you off? That was Ken's favorite part. No. Oh, no, yeah. Justin, Ken loved Moncada's success. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't get me off. You're over here fucking eyes beaming on him when he can't cover third base. But, <laughs> It doesn't matter. I don't care if he's a baseball retard. How did I mean he? How did the guy that a guy that quite a fabulous he did make this episode? That's what I want to know. Yeah, because this White Sox <laughs> is it, it's White Sox Twitter. Highlight, talk not about low, the, not low light. We didn't say like what was your worst thought of the season. Then we could have talked about Mankata. We said what was right your now? high point. My highlights were when he had highlights. How about that? Yeah, there, yeah that's, that's the best thing he did. Was whoever put those highlights. Lights in. That was a pretty and his shoes. They match his shoes. Oh my fucking shoes! Dre, we went to we went to the game with Ray. We went to the game with Ray. Yeah, uh, was that one of your highlights of the season? I was I was actually going to use that when uh you know we saw a game. I can read your mind. I'm HR. We we went that we we enjoyed ourselves, but my highlight was the whole season and uh my free time talking. Talking baseball with you guys, good people, and Ray Joe joint. So, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, my disgusted, yeah. My optimistic, yeah. My disappointed, yeah. It's a lot of mixed feelings, but. So you're in a relationship with the White Sox? Of course. Okay. It's going, going on going on um, 30, 31 years now. The love isn't yeah. always mutual. You old as fuck. That's an excellent point right there. Dropped a jewel on that one. Really did. Yeah. Ah, your grace. We held the uh, the best, the mighty for last. You know, what was your highlight? You was pretty optimistic all year. I tried to fucking jump off a bridge and you kept me sane a little bit. Uh, yeah. What was your high point? I kept a lot of people from committing White Sox suicide. Here we go with this shit. You know what I mean? But I will, I will say selfishly, the highlight of my season for the White Sox was... T.A. being the starting shortstop for the All-Star game. That was a highlight. I saved that one for you, Matt, because I knew you was going to take that one. Yeah, that was, that was a highlight. Here we go. He, he earned Never it. Never You know, that's that's really the only highlight because other than that, I'm disappointed, man. I thought they had enough talent to get it done. I didn't foresee some players falling off a cliff as much as they did. Um, it just... Honestly, it was probably the most disappointing season since 2006 for me. Uh, it didn't hurt as much as 2006 because in 2006, the White Sox had three guys on the team that really could have been MVPs. I think Jermaine Dye got fucking robbed that year, but I won't go on a tangent about that. You know who won fucking MVP, man. Man, we had he three guys, he 300 plus career home runs. Good job, on good job. Good job getting them started, man. Jermaine, Jermaine Dash should have won that MVP. We know this. Uh, he had the high, he had a higher OPS, a higher 
on base percentage, highest more Sunday. home runs, more home runs, more. But let me ask RBIs. you, Mac: If the White Sox win guys. the division, do you think Jermaine Dye win that MVP? If the White Sox win the division in 06? because Minnesota, mm. with less talent, stole the Central. No, they Let's didn't. Detroit won the Central. Cleveland won. Cleveland. They was no they, Detroit no, won the, the Central in 06. Oh, in 06. Minnesota yeah, finished Detroit, first yep, in yep. in two thousand six. I think Detroit was the ones who won it in 06. Okay. I can't wait to run the highlights on your ass tomorrow, too. Yeah. I got asinine last week. Now I'm coming for the king. Yeah. You're supposed to be king. my boy. I got to be honest, though. I think you're wrong on that. I remember 06 very well because it was it was so hurt. I actually just looked. Max, you are wrong. It was Minnesota. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. I give it to you, the, the House Ooh, of Targaryen. Okay. I give it to the, to the house fire of and blood. <laughs> You're right. They did. Win. All right. Now I'm here. I'm here because I like to see uh, old people like Mac upset. Eric, I want you to tell me why the White Sox will benefit losing Jose Abreu. God damn it! Off the top uh, rope. Yeah, I mean, just go right for it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's an easy choice for a few reasons. Like, um, the main one that a lot of people just don't understand is like you're looking at. I don't know what Jose is probably going to get. One year, twelve. One year, eleven million dollars deals versus paying Andrew Vaughn seven hundred seventy-five thousand for basically the exact same production. So, and you're looking at White Sox payroll. I know we're going to get into it, but right now with the arbitration numbers coming out, MLB rumors put them out. They're usually pretty solid. The guess on what everybody's going to be making. You know, the White Sox payroll is about one sixty-seven. That's leaving like twenty-eight. Let's just call it thirty million only available next year. We can't be putting ten million of that back into or 12 million back into Jose on the production standpoint, not to mention what it does defensively overall for the squad, getting Vaughn out of the outfield back into a natural position. Yeah. And that's pretty easy. Pretty easy. easy. I said that earlier, Eric, when I was talking to Aston and, 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 um, Justin and they got mad at me. It's going to make the defense better. Yeah, no, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. Not necessary. Because you, you both like, said, what are you talking about? And then, and then I got packed up. No, you. I don't think it's necessarily going to make the defense better. First of all, like, Vaughn is not, even at first base, he's not a great defender. And it actually could make your infield worse. Preach, Mac. Because the first baseman, well, is, the first baseman is responsible for saving throws that the, infielder might not, the infielders might not make that are great. And when you talk about Vaughn height, he's not he can't stretch or reach balls that Jose Abreu could necessarily could get to because Jose Abreu is a much bigger first baseman. So it might not make your defense better. And when you look at Jose Abreu, which Eric like OAA and all that, he was in the eighty three percentile. So he was a very good defender. Yeah, I think you're a little high, but he was good this year, comparing his age. Now, he wasn't so good last year, and he for sure was a little streaky over his career. I'm not saying necessarily, like, Jose Abreu had a very good season at first base. Like, but, like, what people don't get is, like, moving to him, moving Vaughn there for and saving $11.5 million, and I'm going to get the exact same production, and now I spend $11.5 million, and I put somebody in left field, the defense is a 1,000% better because I don't have to put Andrew Vaughn there. Like, that's what makes a defense a thousand percent better. Well, I mean, Vaughn could people, DH, uh, though. He don't have to necessarily be at first base. Or Jose Abreu could DH. Like, you had the same 
But you can't move the king. You can't move the only the only hitter we have in the lineup. You can't be risking him getting hurt. I mean, Asinine's right. Like Eloy's the only special what? hitter we have. I also I also think people need to and I've heard I've said it, Asinine said it. I think we've all said it. Like me, as far as like training Andrew Vaughn, I don't see it happening. Um unless like I'm getting a very good player in return. People also have to realize Andrew Vaughn may not be your 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. I like the break. He's not going to be a 30 Andrew home Vaughn run. Holds, he well, may not be, but Andrew he's not Vaughn holds not. so much value because he's making $700,000. Yeah, and he's under four years of control. He's never going anywhere. And the whole 30 RBI, thirty home run Jose Abreu thing is like a myth anyway. Like, I think he hit it like three times his whole entire career. Like, other than his first year, he's never even been that great of a slugger. He's he's averaged twenty. He's averaged twenty six home runs over his career. Oh, I thought you said thirty. Oh, twenty six. We're down to now. All right. No, I'm so just now, saying. Now we're, you now see we're back. Nine, That's how you round down. I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying. I'm saying that, in my opinion, Vaughn won't come close to the player Jose Abreu was offensively. Even if Jose Abreu is not hitting thirty home runs, Vaughn still. Won't come close to his production. Like in a down year from Jose Abreu, Vaughn was still behind him in WRC plus, which is numbers you love, Eric. He was behind him yeah. in OPS. He was even, I think, yeah. the slugging. He was behind Jose Abreu even in slugging. Yeah, I don't know where they ended up. They were the, neck and neck. I don't know where they yeah, ended up. Yeah, the, the batting average was, also, was way also a better. Twelve year age difference between the guys. I mean, it is, but still, yeah. like I think Vaughn. What some people thought Vaughn was going to be, I think they was a little too far with that prediction. It's been a year and a half. You know, I'm just bro. telling you, he's not going to be a 30 home run guy. He's not. I don't. He's I, the and only. I, and I don't want people of, to be disappointed. I don't want people to think he's garbage because they got these ridiculous to, numbers in their head that they think he's yeah. going to hit and he's not. That's fair. And something else you have to think about too. And I know I don't want to get into this too deep, but something else you got to think about too is like. The ball is just dead compared to what it used to be. The 30 home run days are done. And if you don't believe me, go look. Go look at 30 home runs now compared to what they were in 2019, 2018. The ball is just not the same. So I don't want to get caught up in that. But as far as the deal goes, Vaughn's the only guy outside of Eloy that has any shot of ever sniffing a 900 OPS on this current squad. So, I mean, like, and we're paying him league minimal. I mean, it's the value is too great in – the defense is going to be so much better because he's going to be able to get out of the outfield. He was statistically one of the worst outfielders. I think that that's the key right there, Eric, is getting Andrew Vaughn out of the outfield. That's got to be a priority for the organization. Yeah, his, Vaughn, Vaughn value is his contract, like Eric said. Yeah, and his, yeah, and, and I know fact he's young. I mean, he's young, and the fact he's a he's a good hitter in spite of his lack of power. As far as home run goes, he's a good hitter. He's a solid hitter. Yeah, I mean, that's – and I know this makes me like well, – I don't know what you say, Justin, all the time. Like, I ruin baseball, and I don't have a soul and all that, but I just don't care about the players that way. Like, you they don't, don't have, have value. If they don't have value, I don't care. If you don't help the squad and you're negative value, here's the door. Let's get to that. You're value. allowed to feel that way, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I tell Eric all the time, like, he's one of the few people that has influenced my fandom and the way I look at, you know, sports player value, market value. Like I've never really cared about that shit until I met Eric and he frustrates me every fucking day. 
and he he fucking co-pilots with Asinine and making my life a living hell with all their numbers and their bullshit. But I appreciate you, Eric. And I mean, here's, tonight, here's the yeah. thing, though. Uh, the white side's gonna have to get power from somewhere besides uh, Eloy. I mean, they just and Luis Robert too. They, they, I mean, I'm not, Louis, I'm not even gonna count Luis Robert as a power hitter until he shows me. He's actually a power so I'm not even going to throw they're him going after, in, uh, into that boat. They're going after Aaron Judge. Yeah. Who the fuck's going after Aaron Judge? I think Junior just yeah, said it. Yeah. I think Junior. I think Junior's on the mic for a second. Yeah, he, he just said it to say it. <laughs> but they got to find power from somewhere, though, that, and that's the truth. And Phil yep. Jackson is going to manage the team. Either the White Sox got to find power from somewhere, or they got to find a bunch of guys who can. 300 and, and very athletic. <laughs> they don't have to do something. They got to find an identity. That's for sure. That's, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. I think if you want to talk about the number one failure this year, and I get it because it's easy to second guess yourself and it's easy to get lost in the numbers. Um, do it all the time. You know, life, whatever in general. But the White Sox went against their identity. They were a team that was built to slug. They were a team. They were never going to be good defensively. They were just going to go out, and they were supposed to just put away teams because they were going to, well, like the year in 21, they were forcing WRC+. Plus. Like, they were just going to produce runs. That was supposed to be their thing. Then all of a sudden, you go sign Josh Harrison. You go get Reese McGuire. Like, it's like um, you're really cutting out your own legs here. as far as the power side goes. You're trying to get a defensive catcher and a defensive second baseman, like, that doesn't cover up for all the other defensive errors, and all you've really done is weaken the power and the slugging on the team. Like, they second-guess themselves, I think. So I'm really interested to see how they turn this around. And they, they could have made some some White Sox-type of moves, like with, with uh, Swarbo. That would have been a White Sox-type move. I mean, yeah. I wish of, course, was of course the fielding wouldn't have been – I mean, his fielding ain't great, but still – that would have added power to the team, which they give needed, a fuck. It's know? the same thing as like Mancata. It's feels like, like I said, we lost it. If Mancata's going to give me thirty here, like if he was going to give me thirty home runs, I'll take twenty five hitters. Let's, yeah, and let's right now, like nobody's going to want to admit it, but you can go back and bury ninety five percent of Twitter baseball. They're talking about the Philadelphia Phillies when they went and got Castellanos, going to put him in the outfield, and they went and got Schwarber. Oh, my God, those guys can't catch. Look at their defense. Look at their OA. Look at this. Look at that. You know what they can do? They can slug. That's what they can do. And guess what? Here they are, final four of the division. Nobody ever thought 1-1 with the Braves going back to Philadelphia. Like, everybody laughed at them. Every baseball, every old head, every rider, every deal. Half of what, three quarters of White House Twitter, which you don't know much anyway, but everybody tried to write them off because – I can't believe Dave Dabrowski's doing that. Those guys can't. They don't have a position. They're positionless team. Da, 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 da. Well, guess what? Well, you, Ball go far. Team go far. You know what they chose, though, Eric? They chose the identity. That's the thing. They, yeah. They chose the Yeah, goal. they stuck to it. Yeah, they stuck to it. Yeah. Well, Dave Dombrowski got evidence to doing the same thing. He did the same thing in Boston, too, where oh he had a lot of Boston positionless players that he used to be successful. Some kind of way, you always amaze me. You you sneak the Red Sox in there. Some kind of way. What are you talking about? Fucking take them, bro. Just... We haven't made it 15 minutes in, and we've got the Red Sox and Makata coming out of your mouth already. Y'all know he bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Don't assume my sexuality, Dre. Stay in your lane. Yeah, you told me your sexuality. So, 
Uh, I want to stay on the Phillies for a little bit. Eric, you wish the White Sox would have went with the Phillies model, built, you know, staying on top of the slugging rather than trying to go out and get better defenders, you know, faster base runners. You wish they would have empowered themselves. Yeah, 100%. So last year, I know that, you know, and I'm very happy. I've had a great time with you guys this year. And, you know, thanks for having me on. But, like, you know, we weren't around last year to talk off-season program. But if he would have been, you know, my goal was be the White Sox had to get to 250 home runs. And he had to find a way to do that. And, uh, you know, some of the ideas that I had was, would have been Castellanos, would have been Schwarber, would have been the guy that retired. Gosh, I think it's Kyle Seeger, right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. From Seattle. Like, yeah, he had yep. played some second base in his lifetime. He had 31 home runs, you know, or whatever, 99 RBI for Seattle. I was trying to find a way to get Makata off third, maybe back to second for some power. But I had to have power somewhere. And they just didn't do it. Like, they didn't go that extra mile. They relied all on Eloy, all on Robert, and pretty much all on Grandal, and I'm hoping that somehow Jose didn't age. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of risk. That's a lot of risk in that scenario. And you saw what happened when it went down. It was ugly to watch. You know, the thing yeah. I'm going to be interested in seeing as far as with Jose Abreu, I want to know, did his power actually leave or did he just say, you know what, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be a 300 hitter this year. I'm going to be a 300 hitter this year. I'm going to get on base more. I'm not going to try to put the ball over the fence as much as I used to. I wonder, like, is it him aging or is him making a conscious decision to change his game? That that's what I'm be interested in and seeing next year I'll, from a brave. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Mac. I think it's a little bit of both, and I think it. But I think a lot of it is him changing his game. And I'm going to tell you why. You ain't going to like it, but I'm going to tell you why. The contract value is based off of war, mm-hmm. and and when he starts walking, he starts getting that OPS up. He starts getting that shit up. And he, he was the highest uh, first base in American League in war this year. He was. Yeah. So I mean, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, there, when he goes out the free agent market, being a free agent contract, he's got war. If you go back and look at Carlos Correa last year, when he was coming to free agent, he was talking about how he's focused on the war numbers because that's how they're deciding their value is based off of the war. Yeah. I mean, whatever team he goes to, I'm pretty sure he's going to probably end up with some type of contender or something. But it's going to be interesting if those power number goes up, at least if he can reach. Because it, it's shocking to see Jose Abreu not at least reach 23, 24, 25. Home run. So it'd be yeah, interesting yeah. if he gets to that mark again, you know. Yeah, it, it's kind of amazing, too, because when you look at how hard Jose Abreu hits the ball, you would think he's walking, you know, he's a walking 20 home run hitter, and he finished the season, what, with 15? And it, was, it wasn't like the RBIs wasn't there either. He had, you know, plus 70 RBIs with less than 20 home runs. So the production was there. It was just the ball wasn't leaving the yard. I want to stay with Trusty right now. Mac, I'm going to ask you, since you're a fucking homer, where do you stack Trusty up with the rest of the league as far as first baseman? Do you think he's top 10? Uh, you know, I hate that argument, honestly. I do. I'm not one of those top 10, top 20 player guys because – to me, it's about how do a player fits into a roster or what a team is trying to do. So a player could be, for example, worth more to, I use the Rays because of Eric here, could be more worth more to the Rays than they would be to the White Sox because the Rays need something totally different than what the White Sox need. So I hate that argument of top 10, top 20, because to me, 
the value of a player is what can they do for that particular organization. So as far as the Braves go, he'll be valuable to some organization. I mean, shit, was it the, I think it was the Astros at one time. They didn't have a power hitting first baseman, but the guy could hit the damn baseball. He was very good at hitting the baseball, you know, getting on base, very good at hitting for average, et cetera. So it just all depends on what that organization needs. That's that's how I look at it. And that's why I be like the, the top ten argument shit is beyond me. And, I, and I'm not going to jump into that argument because I hate when people did it with Moncada for 2021, I believe it was, when I was like, oh, he's a top ten third baseman. I kept telling people, like, what the fuck does that mean? That doesn't mean he's the right third baseman for the White Sox because you label him a top ten third baseman off a of war. You know what I mean? So I just yeah, get in that. Yeah. Mac, Mac, that's genius because right now you're seeing shit on, you know, Dwight Sox Twitter and this and that. Like Andrew Vaughn's got to hit 30 home runs. You better start to pull the ball and lift the ball and hit 90. And you'll see some of the other idiots try to change Luis Roberts' approach. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They don't have to do any of that. They both can be just very solid players the way that they are. They don't, you can't try to turn somebody into something they're not. Exactly. And uh, fits fits fit in different spots, but like they can be good players without having to fill whatever identity you think they have to jump into. And that's where building a team comes in. That like you should know as an organization what type of player Vaughn is, and you should know what he brings to the table for your team. And if you need something that Vaughn doesn't do, then you should go out and get that player that does what Vaughn doesn't do. That's how you build a fucking roster. You know what I mean? Not by trying to change someone who does something already good, and then you change them, and now you make them worse than the play. I mean, you make them a worse uh, a player that's not as good as he could be because you're trying to make him feel a need that he was never meant to feel. So I, I, that's why I don't like those type of arguments. It's like Jose Abreu, I don't know what team he ends up with, but he's going to be valuable to some team because he provides something. So as far as is he being top 10, I don't know. Is Vaughn top 10? I don't know. Because top 10 to the White Sox might not be top 10 to the Rays, might not be top 10 to the Phillies. Like, the Phillies might not have value, like, I don't don't know, A.J. Pollock because he doesn't slug enough. So he might not hold the same value as, for example, Kyle Schwarber holds to the Phillies because they was going in a different direction. So it's all on what type of – direction that team is going in what type of identity that team want to have and that's how you build a roster and that's that to me was the upsetting part about the white Sox. are you going to be an athletic team that hits for average but can't hit for power and you score other type of ways but instead they acted like a station to station team like they had power but they didn't so it's like you gotta have a fucking identity at some point you do you think the White Sox been 500 be- the last year and a half because they failed to identify who they are? I, I, feel, I feel like they failed to add to the roster properly. Like they they failed to bring in players that fit what they core group of guys couldn't do. So to me, like, yeah, you can look at Yo Amonkata 2019 season, but that's not legit to keep looking at that season as and hoping you get that type of production from Yoan Moncada. So you know you don't have a power-hitting third baseman, right? And you know you need power. So guess what? You got to go to another position 
and get that power if you're going to stick with Yoel Moncada. To me, that's where the White Sox failed at. If they're going to have T.A., Yoan, Vaughn, and they know these guys are not necessarily power-hitting guys, then they should have went and got some power-hitting guys at other positions. To me, that's the way I look at it, you know. And they didn't They didn't do that. They never chose an identity, right? They never. To me, they didn't what, choose an identity this year. They, they, they chose an identity. They just was terrible at acting it out. I mean, we got one power hitter right now. <laughs> and that's a nice yeah. right to a hate stand shit, but we got one fucking power hitter right now. Yeah, one. Andy. Yeah, I agree. And here's the thing that maybe even inside of what Mac and Dre are saying is like the identity was supposed to be we're supposed to slug the ball. So if I asked you a question and I said, Tim Anderson, what's his approach? Right field, right center. Andrew Vaughn, what's his approach? Right field, right center. Elo Jimenez, what's his approach? Right field, right center. What did Jose change his approach to? Right field, right center. Like, if Louis you're Robert. gonna be right field, right center. Luis Robert, right, right field, right, right center. If you're gonna be a slug on home up, <laughs> get your ass close to play and start pulling a goddamn ball. If you're gonna try to be a finesse team, you better know how to run the bases right. You don't get to have it both ways. Exactly. You don't get to be a slap, yeah. slap dick hitting team and you don't run the bases right. You don't get to have it both ways. So and, and you got to be aggressive on the bases if you're gonna be that type of thing. You got to be hundred percent. You got to decide. Yeah, you got to be doing hit and runs and and stealing. You take a gorilla. Yeah. Like they took a gorilla and tried to teach him how to do ballet dancing. Like, no, they ain't, they ain't their job. Like, they're supposed to be, and they're brooting and they're slugging. Like, no, they're know. out there have finessing seen, one have you, have you ever seen Greg Braggs do ballet? He's pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, to me, it was confusing. Like, to me, I'm like, I'm thinking the White Sox, I'm like, okay, at second base, they're going to add power. It, it's there for them, it's open. They're going to bring in somebody that can slug in second. That's, that's, th- yeah. Honestly, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, right field is open. Right field is open. Okay, they're going to bring in somebody with some power from right field. That, that's how I'm looking at it. And they didn't do it. So I'm like, okay, what, the, what, the, what is your identity? And then when you get T.A. Robert on base at the same time, I don't see double steals. I don't see hit and run. I don't see anything in action to try to – score easy runs or make it easier for you to score runs. Like, they didn't even take advantage what it is they did do well, which was hit for a decent average. They didn't even take advantage of that. It's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what are you going to be? That's what I need to know. You can't be fucking confused. And I was confused as a fan because I didn't know what type of team they were going to be. And to be honest, they couldn't be a slap dick hitting team because they weren't good defensively. They wasn't even right. a good defensive team to yeah. even play that style of baseball. The, yeah. the White Sox right the White Sox right now is a pretty girl that wears too much makeup. Like we didn't have power problems until they started stressing it. <laughs> and the guys that we thought were going to be power hitters were doing too much and somehow they lost that power. I think that they need to Dumb it down a little bit. Take some of the makeup off. Let these guys play. They they were already beautiful. You know, why fuck up the beauty of the natural way they play a game? You know, so I think that they need a coach in there that's going to get those guys motivated. Motivation 
was what they lacked. This team lacked motivation. Huh? And they said so. Joe Cairo gave them. Miguel Cairo, I should say, gave hell of a speeches. And it's ain't no way off. Junior, you know, Junior, Junior and I talked about this quite a bit on the spaces. There's a disconnect somewhere. And uh, we felt it all year, I felt, watching the games and watching the stuff and seeing, like Dre just said, seeing the lack of intensity, the lack of hustle, like all that stuff there seemed to be a disconnect. And, you know, all these players going opposite field, trying to hit singles and changing maybe from what their stuff and all that, like it seems like maybe two sides were pulling at each other. And I'll say this. um, I feel like – so the rebuild happened, right? They were building, they were building – 20 was kind of a surprise. 21 was successful. But then they kind of got ran over by Houston. And I think that maybe the front office got shook a little bit. And they wanted to try to adjust. They didn't exactly know how. And instead of pushing their edges, they tried to cover up, to Dre's point with the makeup, they tried to cover up some of their mistakes and didn't stick with their identity and just try to push the edges more like Mac was saying, go get me two more sluggers and we'll just keep slugging through this. They're like, no, 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 go get me a couple of finesse guys. I can play some defense. That'll cover up that hole and that hole. Yeah. And it never works. That don't work. That don't work. work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you grab, you grab Harrison. Don't get me wrong. Harrison defense, especially during them for most of the season until like the last two months was excellent. But mm-hmm. the White Sox, honestly, they didn't need defense because if you just look at them as a team overall, they're not good defensively. So they didn't have the pieces to play the brand of baseball as far as going oppo, going right center and all that. They didn't have the pieces. Now, I'm not saying change Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is not a power hitter. So Tim Anderson should stay that way. But I'm saying guys like Robert who have legit power, like when you see Robert pull the ball, he hitting the ball fucking 480 feet. Like he's, he's very nasty with it. When you got him looking right field, right center all the time, and they flip that little slider off there, he just hits it. He's just getting worn in track shots. It's not doing it. It's not doing anything. It's not really producing anything. Like this team was just confused to me, man. And I and I didn't quite yeah. understand it. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, okay, I know people think Jerry cheap, even though I disagree with that. I think it's a, a bullshit uh, thing people give Jerry. But I'm thinking, like, okay, it'll be legit for the White Sox to go out to Marcus Simmons. Okay, that's a guy that can give you mm-hmm. 25. 30 home mm-hmm. runs at the second base position. That's legit. That'll be a legit move. I'm thinking like, okay, go go get Cal Schwab. Okay, that's a yeah, he's he's not gonna give you a high average, but he's gonna give you that slugging that you need, right? He's gonna add that that slugging I know he can't play right field. I don't want people to jump on me on that, but you could put him in left because at this point how the White Sox is defensively, it doesn't matter anyway. And you're talking about more runs that would have been added to a pretty, pretty good pitching staff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, the starters. The starting pitching was our job. Yeah, yeah, they wasn't horrible. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's like the White Sox front office. I don't know if they got shook or got scared or they got caught up and lost what they were really trying to do or the team they were trying to design. But they made they made some mistakes, man. You know, they. I they, think they were battling. I think it was identity crisis. Yeah. I think they were battling. You know. And the thing is, like, this was a down year, but the White Sox have enough pieces where they can turn this thing around fairly quickly. Now, some guys, I'm not going to lie, some guys I want to get rid of. I just, I don't see the value in Yohan Moncada. 
I don't. And maybe you know what? And maybe he comes back next year and have a hold on, hold the fuck up. But I don't see it. You think you think it could get better, Mac? Uh, I'm questioning the White Sox development staff because if you look at the last five years, the best player on the team has been Jose Abreu. When people been advertising Yoan Moncada, my goat, Luis Robert as Willie Mays. You fucking said that, your grace. Willie Mays potential. I did. You know what's you know you know what's funny about that? And correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Chris Getz is head of development, right? Yeah. And people want that motherfucker as the next GM. I don't Get think, the fuck out I don't of think face. it's I don't think it's the development staff though, and I tell you why, right? Andrew Vaughn is exactly the player that most people predicted him to be. Besides, huh? like some people predicted him to have thirty home run power, but it was also a lot of people predicted him not to have thirty run thirty home run power. Uh-huh. But he's exactly the player that people. How predict. many? How many? Let me just finish this. Let me just finish this real quick. Baseball since day one. But let me just like, finish this. Baseball starts quick. at okay. Vaughn, like Vaughn, is who he's supposed to be, right? Even if you go to Nick Magical, Nick Magical was the player that most people said he's going to be. So that's why I'm like, you really can't question the development staff because most of these guys are turning into the players that most people predicted them to be. What I do question is their draft strategy. Like once they collected all this talent, once they collected Eloy, well, they already had Tim Anderson in the fold. They had Yoel Moncada. They, they went and signed Luis Robert. They got some other guys, some other talent in the fold, right? To me, where they went wrong was they didn't continue to drive high upside while they had the opportunity to, to do it. Because now you will be seeing players like Alec Thomas filling in, getting into that, that getting into the roster. You will have guys like Gavin Lux now coming, getting into the roster. Like, they didn't take advantage of that opportunity to me. That's where they missed that. And that's where, at least to their credit now, the past two drafts, they've kind of done that. You've seen them go for the young, high upside players, even though I'm not in agreement with the pitching choices as far as the young high school kid, but at least that kid has high upside. It's the same thing with the two high schoolers they took and Coson and uh, Calf, those guys have some high upside. What they did with uh, uh, Oscar Colas, he has some high upside, especially with the power in his back. Like to me, they should have carried on down that uh, down that avenue more consistently. To me, they got a little bit too safe. Like Jake Berger was a safe pick, uh, kind of a safe pick. Uh, Collins, Zach Collins was kind of a safe pick. They shouldn't have. Went that route when they had decided they was going to rebuild. They should have just went on and just got a whole bunch of high upside guys. I think I think that's the miss, not the development part. Because I'm gonna be honest, these past few years, even like Sheets, he's not great, but he's the, uh, he's de- developed decently. You know what I mean? So I can't yeah. get him. Shit. I mean, I don't think it's development either. I I don't yeah. agree with that. I think it's just I think. Listen, when we want to talk about next season, and I know people are going to get on me. They get on Mac and I both. It's not gloom and doom. We're predicted to win 91 games, 181. You know what a 10-game swing is in Major League Baseball? It ain't much. It's not much. Like, and they could have they could they possibly played any worse this year? They played the worst they could possibly play in 181. Like, so, I mean, there's not all gloom and doom. You know, or whatever. I will say, and it's not any excuses because I'm not – I don't like excuses – 
But I will say in this rebuild, the White Sox have been a little unlucky. The COVID year, having the draft yeah. shorted, having yeah. like Robert was supposed to get a bunch of bats in 20, Eloy was supposed to get a bunch of bats in 20, having that draft cut down to five rounds, like some of that stuff. And then they, you know, people want to say, Max has said it, and I get it, but the White Sox didn't draft address right field. You know, they were supposed to have A.J. Pollock coming off of 890 and an 880 OPS his final two seasons, and all of a sudden he can't get to 700. <laughs> like, if you're the front office, like, you know. You don't see that. Like, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell happened? How do I even know you're going to come out 680 when you were 880 last year? Like, how is that possibly supposed to happen? So, like, I think it's a little bit unlucky, a little bit of stuff. I think they were shook. I think a lot of factors went against them, but I'm ready to see how they turn around and what the, see if they get back to their identity this year. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, yeah, you gotta think. You get you you have a you have a solid shortstop. Um Luis Robert, even though he wasn't great, he's a solid center fielder. You got Eloy Jimenez who even though I hate to agree with Asinan, I really do. It bothers me when I have to agree with him, but he's the best. Why does everybody hate that you're right, Asinan? Why do they hate that <laughs> They giving you the old two hand twist. Because I'd be shoving it in they fucking ass. Because, because when he's wrong when he's wrong, he doesn't admit it. So you hate him. I want to I want to push back on with a little bit because like Mac, we talk about Jared Kelnick and Alex Bregman all the time. Mm. We had Pete Flo on the show. I don't see that type of dog in the White Sox organization. Now I agree partially with the draft strategy, but I don't I, see the I White Sox looking for those extent. type of players. I disagree to Sox an extent, looking, though. As far as this, like. <laughs> You seen it in dogs that Max. You seen it in you seen it in the role players. That was the problem. You seen it in guys like Danny Mendick. To me, he had Leary that fight Garcia. In him. You seen? I'm not gonna give Leary Garcia no credit. You seen it in Danny. You seen, you seen it in Danny Mendick. You seen it even in Jake Berger. Hell, Jake Berger coming off two torn Achilles, which is I mean that's a fucking very difficult injury to come back from within itself. And he was running full speed down. Uh, first base, and people can harp on their, his defense all all they want. It is what it is. But you seen that guy going hard. You seen other guys who were role players who come up, get an opportunity. They went hard. Even, I mean, I ain't going to lie, Tim Anderson defense this year was absolutely horse shit. There's no getting around that. But when you know the bright lights come on, no matter what you say, you know Tim Anderson is going to show up. I mean, he showed up in the playoffs. Any big game, you name he showed up. You know he's a dog. You seen it in Cueto. He was a dog this year. You seen it even in uh, I'm missing one guy, Lance Lynn. He was a dog. I just think they were overshadowed by some of the more lackadaisical players that don't have that in them. You know what I mean? And once again, this is where I will give Han credit for, and I'm not a fan of Han. But I think that's why in 20. 21, I believe it was, or it might have been, yeah, it was 2021. That's why he brought in Adam Eaton. That's why he brought in uh, Dallas Keiko, who people hated, because he knew that he needed to inject some of that type of mentality in his roster. And even when you go back to 2021, what did Giolito talk about? Mentality. We got to be dogs. We got to have a killer instinct. What did uh, um, T.A. talk about? What did all of the other players at that time in that locker room talked about that they needed to change their mentalities as far as being dog. And that's why you seen Han bring some of those guys in. So to me, Han just need to bring more of those so-called assholes in. Like you need those type of guys 
You want me to hit up Nick Swisher? Nah, man, he can't play right now. I'm talking about guys that can actually still play. How the play. fuck you know he can't play? He, he can't play right now, no. Absolutely okay, not. whatever. <laughs> Swish, I'm going to hit you up. You know, he, he can't play right now. But that's what's needed, man. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a study of, like, history when it comes to baseball. If you look at what the White Sox did from 04 to 05, that's basically all they did. They just brought in a bunch of low, and I'm not saying that could work today because it's it's a different style of baseball, but I'm just talking about on the mentality side. They brought in a bunch of motherfucking grinders who was low maintenance who played fucking hard and played for each other. It's exactly what they did. You look at that fucking team, you look at Creedy, you look at Die, you look at even crazy-ass Car Everett. All those guys did was fucking play for each other, play hard, ball out. Tadahito, Juan Uribe. Like Joe Creedy. Those guys, you talking about Joe Creedy, Aaron Rowan, those guys was running into walls, going into the stands, fucking, you know, I know Derek G to get credit for busting up his face. But what the look at what Juan Uribe did in the World Series, one of the fucking probably greatest catches in the World Series ever when he caught okay. that foul Meanwhile, ball. Meanwhile, we got Yo Mankato, hey, thrown in the foul turn. Yeah, I'm saying that's, that's what they did. They revamped the culture. It, Ozzie Ginn came in and he says, you know what? Yeah, Carlos Lee can hit home runs. But he's not the player we need right now. Yeah, Maglio Donia is fucking superstar player. But he's not the player we need right now. Like, these guys, I think he said it himself. He said when he walked in the locker room, he asked them, like, how the fuck y'all get Jerry Manuel fired? He's a, he's a good manager. You guys got him fired. What the fuck was y'all doing? Like, you need... Just a different culture change on this team. And I don't think it's like a major flip. Not like not like the 05 season was where they kind of flipped a lot of guys. I don't think you need to flip that many guys, but it's definitely some guys need to be flipped and out of that locker room. So you don't think that the fancy shoes culture we have now is working? You're Absolutely a piece not. of shit, Dre. <laughs> Absolutely you not. Really are a real piece Absolutely of shit, not. It's different if you're wearing fancy shoes and you can get an OPS of like 850 at least or something. Fancy like shoes that. and five for five. Yeah, How yeah, about yeah. That? If you can hit, I mean, come on now. You you talking about that's that's really telling you something when your fans are yelling five for five. Like that was that was hey, it. Calm really. down, chunky dunks. You yelling four. That for was four it. Wasn't it? Drive through. That was it. You can't have I'm, a third. I'll, you I'll, cannot have a third base you cannot have a third baseman that's really not a truly elite defender consistently. He was good this year, but I'm talking about consistently. He's not an elite defender. And this guy can't give you an 800 OPS at third base. He can't even what, slug. What? He didn't even slug 400 this year, I don't think. Like, let's, just, let's, let's just say he had a bad year offensively. Let's give him a pass. I'm not going to do it, but let's just do it. Mm. Just for this game. My problem is... How come, if you guys remember the play, Elvis Andrews ran down third baseline, pop up, slid, tried to catch it, it rolled down. Elvis has got to yell at Makata, go pick up the ball, because he don't know what's going on. Yeah. Makata watches that ball in that one game, go underneath his glove, hit the camera on Rappel. Then there's a couple games later where he tags the runner at third. Most important game of the season. He didn't have him out, and he's, and he's laying on the ground, like, and the ball's still alive. Like, that... I can if you're struggle hitting, but you're busting your ass. You know what? Everybody slumps, man. Like I get it. But when you have 
that low of a baseball IQ, the people I have to tell you the ball is live, the people I have to tell you to go get the ball because it's fair, and you, people have to babysit you like that, and you're going to be making 48 goddamn million dollars in the next two years? I don't give a deal. So I can Eric, 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 he was five for five. Oh, oh, I forgot. And, and this swing Dre. is pretty. This swing is pretty. You know what? I'm gonna be and honest. he's got a nice shoe game. He's got, yeah, he's got the best shoe game. Spook like his highlights. Spook like his highlights. His video. I like a lot of things about him. Yeah. His video is cold with the Hawaiian shirt, you know, and the taco. Let's meat be honest, out. though. Let's be honest. The only reason Mankata fans has yet to come to light on who he really is is because they want to fuck him. It has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> you four it has nothing wow. to do with baseball. Y'all just want to fuck him. doing all audio tonight, people. And this oh, fucking... Why oh, can't, it, why can't it be a snuggie. <laughs> oh, He's man. in a snuggie roasting my third baseman. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, he do got like a little... I don't know what the hell he is. He's going, going back to his Barney days or something. He got a little blankie over there or whatever he got going on. Stop cooking me for my blankie. <laughs> but, fuck y'all. Who can cook I, you for calling it a blankie? Yeah. <laughs> this this what this what got me, Eric, was the where well, he didn't cover third base. That sent no, me that, that sent me to the moon. I'm not living. That, that that's another one. Me. I missed that one. That's like four in like a two week span. And then don't even block the ball. That's, 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 like he could yeah, at least that's, block that's, the ball. He could at least block the ball. And that was in a, a, a major you, game. They did it for me. It sent me to the moon, Jim. Oh, that was I mean, so I mean, you painful. Can, you can, you can, you can go as far back as the fucking triple play that Bucks fucking catching y'all. Yeah, oh, that was that. another high baseball IQ play. I quick. remember Jason Benetti uh, going, "What is Makata doing?" That was just quote. Yeah, <laughs> it just. But that one sent me to the moon, though, Junior. Like I was already done with Makata. Don't get me wrong, but that one just solidified it for me. That was with him. He stole right in front of him. Right, he ran the guy yeah, ran in front of him. Right he still didn't move. Like he watched him run. Like, oh, there he goes. He could have blocked the ball though. Like he 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 couldn't have caught it, but he still could have blocked it. The ball and didn't do. Even before that, he fucking Ali get. I'm not even took this fucking time to address. No, I'm not even gonna lie. I want Makata to make me eat my words. I hope he come back next year and just ball the fuck out. I would rather be wrong about him. Cause I'm a I'm a diehard Sox fan, and and we, we stuck with him right now. I hope and, we stuck with him. Right? You know he's probably uh, fucking someone in Portage, Indiana. Right? I, hey, nah, he, he, he I probably, think it's somebody to take a fly. Crown Point. Yeah. It's somebody yeah. to take a fly on him, Dre. It's somebody he's, he's, that's he's look, in East look, Chicago right look. now. It's somebody that still believes in Mankata. Yeah. I'll be he, real. I'll he, be real. He's at the purple steer by the horseshoe. I'll be real. I'll be real. Now there is a universe out there, right? If you look at if you look at Moncada's run value on on hitting the fastball, it's terrible. So let's say he goes and actually takes baseball serious for the next however many months, whatever, until opening day. He comes in the next season. Every pitcher is pitching him fastball heavy, but he worked on that in the off season. Now all he's seeing is fastballs, and he's crushing the baseball. The I only thing he's see, working on I is clapping And then that'll be a good scenario. And then we that'll woke be up. Great. And then everybody woke up and realized it's Joan Mankata. Oh, oh, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But I, but I like that analogy, as man. This this fuck, is a man. In a we're we talking a about a man two years ago. They literally had to send the fucking trainer down to Florida to find out what he was doing because they couldn't get in contact with the man. 
This is what we're dealing with. People need to be honest about this. People, you people know, need to be honest about this. this he'd is rather be a bad bunny with. than a baseball player. I, I asked you people earlier. Well, no, no, no. Well, well, well hit me up for a second. Mike, when, you're, when, you're a, when you're an 80-speed player, I mean, you can get away with stuff like that. He, he, yeah. Ooh, 80-speed, Junior. What you doing? 80-speed 80, 80 80 and this motherfucker hasn't attempted a stolen base in three years. He got turf toe. What do you expect? Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. He got fucking turf vagina, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> The EOC is gonna find <laughs> The last game I was at, Gabe called me a Makata Tard, and he got a base hit afterwards. So I was happy. Can I just say that I'm literally upset right now? I'm just sitting here thinking he did not fucking cover third. Spook yeah. and Mac got me like, you're right. I forgot. He didn't fucking even cover third. The guy ran right in front of him. Still mad. Hey, didn't put the cables on you, huh? He didn't do yeah. that. I- and that's another thing, like going back to like. The wonderful analogy of, of Dre with the beautiful girl in makeup situation um, <laughs> is that, like, and also, to like, just dumbing it down. Like, how can these players lack or at least show a lack of baseball IQ as much as they have? Like, how are you in the professional baseball organization and you do things like that that are so fucking brain dead? Just brain dead moves. In a pennant race. Everyone that, that, I mean, I played softball up until high school, and even I'm like, in my brain, you still have that, like, if I get the ball, what am I going to do with it? You have that up there. So it's like, what the fuck are they, do they not, what's going on? Where we, sitting here watching, which obviously is easier said than done, but like, everything that's going through our brains, like, what was happening in yours? What was happening to where you thought you shouldn't have been covering third? I mean, where is the disconnect there? That's like he, he was he was oh, thinking well, about I'll, shit. He I'll was trying to meet in Chicago. I'll tell you, yes, he was he was counting down the day. The fucking Guardians Maybe. were counting down the magic number to when they clinch, and he's counting down the magic number to when the season's over. Leave <laughs> us three girls alone. What'd you yeah, say? I one, two, three. I'm the only one here from Northwest Indiana anyway, so I don't want to hear it anymore. There you go. There you go. I'm not going to say this. I won't. I won't use my analogy because. Books on here, but use people, it. Use it. So, like, people freaked out about Elvis Andrews. Look what he does. Look what he does. Look at that steal. Look at that play. Look at that deal. Like, you know what that's called? That's called baseball. We just haven't seen it in the White Sox all entire long. It's kind of like I'll go ahead and use this book. It's like when you date a girl, girl that had a terrible boyfriend before. If you just say hi to him, he's like, oh my god, my guy is so sweet. He texts me once a day now. You know, he's not mean to me. He takes me out places. Like all of a sudden, you get the great pass. People called the bare out. fucking minimum. Yeah. People freak hey, out because Elvis Andrews steals like, the base. Fuck, and they're like, oh, head. look at that. That's, <laughs> that's great. But, but that's Eric, great. Eric's that's right, Eric's right. That's baseball. That's baseball. That's all Elvis was that's doing, playing baseball. Everybody should be doing that. That's baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's the same thing when you get out of that shitty relationship. Been there, done that. Your bar is so low for men. Right. That's our, <laughs> so that's it's our like, that's like my socks fans out. Our bar is so fucking low. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for us guys. That great also guys. means you can only go up. So, so that, that means uh, that means our bar was low for bar uh, for Miguel Cairo. Then the bar was low for Miguel Cairo. Then. The bar the bar yeah. isn't low. I'm disappointed. Like the White Sox was this badass bitch and everything was great. She got a doctorate. Own car, and then you take her panties off in a pussy thing. That's that's oh. what happened with the soccer. Wow. This year. That's what happened. 
Hey, McGill, hey, they, they need to play. Hey, yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was stepping out over like They need, they need to get the stank pussy players off the field. Need to clean it up. I'm pretty sure I just, gonna be you a know, lot of you want to talk about falling off a cliff too? Like, what about Adam Engel? Adam Engel went from like best center fielder the White Sox have probably ever had. So you can't catch pop-ups and can't do anything down the lines. Like it was just like, man, I felt like we were in a matrix. Bro, that that fucking game in, what was it against mm-hmm. Cleveland where he dropped that fucking ball? No, that, that, was, no, that was ball. That yeah. hurt. That when hurt. he drops that fucking ball in foul territory and then three pitches later they win. I go, man, fuck this shit. That would hurt. Like, that <laughs> that's when I knew like we are not meant to do shit this year. That hurt. Oh, I wasn't. Was I wasn't able to watch that game, so. Hindsight, I was very. We all watched it together. We were all. Yeah, we all. We we were on the space. (laughs) But but the thing, the saddest part of it all is, no, the atrocious plays that each player made is like, it was so bad overall. I can't really say who was the worst. Yeah, I mean, I remember it started in April too, though. If you think about it, we had we had that great start to the season. It actually started with AJ Pollock in Cleveland, if you think about it. Like he fucking that ball. Uh, I'll drop it. That no, ball drop at it the wall. in Detroit in right field. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, no, nah, yeah, it was Detroit. Yeah, that ball at the wall. And then we go to Cleveland and I've never like even when TA was struggling his first two seasons defensively. I've never seen him have a defensive series he had against Cleveland in Cleveland. Like that was just like I'm like what the fuck is going on? Because I've never seen anything. It was just horrendous. And that's when I'm like, and then it never got better from, I'm talking about every player, it just never got better. It was just like miscue after miscue after miscue after miscue. Like, even on balls that wasn't that hard, just routine plays. We're not even talking about anything difficult. Like, even hitting a cutoff man. I I forget who made the video of the White Sox just throwing the ball (laughs) to the cutoff man. And they couldn't even do that properly. It was like they did do it; they would drop it. Yeah, they would. It was like like, one of my biggest pet peeves: not hitting the cut, the cutoff. Oh my god! That's any coach' biggest pet peeve. It was just your ass whooped for that. I just just hope. What's crazy? We won eighty-one games still. Won eighty-one games still. That's how just bad. That shows you how much talent they had, though. Eh? That's the crazy thing. Right. It shows you how much talent they had. It's just man. Uh. Can they? I don't know. Can they get it together? I think they need to. But make... I'm not gonna have a. I'm not gonna have a low bar for them. I know that yeah. like they broke my heart and they were bad girlfriend this year. But I'm not gonna have a low bar for them. I'm I mean, crazy, so. hey, hey, Mac, you gonna be a spring training next year? I go to. I mean, since I've been here, I go to spring training every year. I try to go to the AFL stuff too. Like, go, I'm, I'm if you come down, down here for spring training, you that's how you can make a lot of baseball contact. Yeah, I got. It. I got to talk to Rick Hahn this spring. I got, I'll be down there. Man, I'm you tell telling Rick Hahn to check it out, Drake? I got, I got to talk to him. He, he, now well, he, I'll see he's a guy you probably won't catch at a bar, but it's a lot of baseball people you can catch at a bar from scouts, even some, you know, assistant GMs. They'd just be sitting at the bar drinking. And honestly, a good majority of them, not like assholes, they'll talk to you and be like, hey, you know. They even talk about some players, to, you know. But yeah, spring, yeah I'm coming down. Now. I'm, I'm bringing my, I'm bringing my nerd in the blanket, and and we headed, we headed down there. You gonna have glasses and yeah. a shy socks and, and, and I'm gonna be honest. If you, I'm not a into, the, I'm not 
If you want autographs and stuff like that or get bats, that's the best spot to get it is in spring training and stuff like that. Because that's when they the most, you, you got more access to them. It used to be even more than it is now, but because of COVID, they kind of shut some stuff down. But you used to be able to go damn near watch them take BP and stuff. You know what I mean? Like the whole facility used to be just open for the most part. You know what I mean? But now because- That's why I'm so mad Taylor got traded. I was going to come down next year and hang out with you and go see some games because he could have got us, like, on the field, basically. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been great, yeah. man. That would have been fun. Like, you, they he went like to a you- good organization. It's not all doom and gloom, remember? Yeah, that- I thought he went to Boston. And the cool yeah, thing about them, with me. if you go to the backfield, so, like, let's just say you, you had a cult. Right. You had a cult like, uh, I don't know, Louise Robert when he was on the backfield. Like, th- those guys literally be walking amongst the fans. Like, mm-hmm. that's And that's where he would have been. He would have been yeah. with the AAA guys on the backfield or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they literally. And then if you catch them in, like, rookie ball or something, is it, you get you get even more access. So, let me see. When Coach Montgomery was playing rookie ball, like, you literally could have been standing right next to Coach Montgomery, and it wouldn't have been no big deal or anything like that. And, that, and the thing is, you're going to see, like, 20 scouts at them games. Just, just roaming the backfields. And and you'll see, like, for Eric, it'd be cool because you'll see them with all they cool technology because they they mm-hmm. they putting cameras on the gates and all that shit so they can see all the stat cast shit and all that, you know yep. what I mean? So it, it's actually a pretty cool experience, man, you know what I mean? Hey, actually, hey. that's how a lot of Latin players get in trouble, too, because they be down here, and then you have all the girls just roaming around and they get all mm-hmm. caught up and stuff, Go. you know? Looking for so that's so that's what that's how Mankata again, bro. How the fuck do we <laughs> no. always get back to the goat? How? You shut your pie hole, Justin. So what 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 where do the white sides go from here though? Do you think they make a major move at second base or something like that? I mean, what what can the white sides do to to really improve? Well, well Mac, what I was just about to ask Eric, like we was talking about Colson Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've He's not coming up next Erica. year, so let's not start that. We Hold on, see. pump your fucking brakes. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about before you say Montgomery it, though, getting traded for uh, Jonathan India. Eric, you think we could go that route too? Is that on the table? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, for organization, organization it makes a lot of sense. Um, second phase, like I don't know. I typed up a little deal. If people want to go check it out. Super Forge on Twitter, or whatever. I I do it even though I hate it because people want to weigh on their opinions, but I just, I'm learning to just ignore them. But, uh, yeah, so second base, we got a hole, right? Like, you could go trade route. There's only two sellers that I can see coming in next year. It's going to be Oakland and uh, Cincinnati. Um, you know, a player that obviously possibly might be, even though he's coming off of uh, injured and not the best year, would be a Jonathan India. The trade value would be almost exactly even uh, on my buddy John's trade value site. And... You know, that makes a lot of sense for both organizations because the Reds aren't going to look to open their window for two or three more years. Montgomery would be ready by then. The White Sox are trying, you know, next three or four years. Indy would be ready now. You're talking about a guy that's got 20-plus home run power at second base. You know, it makes a lot of sense um, to do that. Uh, I think the power, it could come from second, but second base is rare. It's hard to find power. I mean, who else are you going to possibly get? Uh, you know, I suppose you can go get one of the stars, but I don't see it. You only got like 30 million room, you know, probably in cap space. I mean, you could go get Bogarts is going to be available or Turner or Correa, but I just don't see any of that. So, like, maybe Brandon Jury, he played some second base and he was phenomenal. I think in 19 it was or 
maybe he was 18, but he had like a 95 OAA at second base um, when he played. So Jury's got some pop. I mean, you can bring Elvis back. I think right field is the solution for power. Um, and I think the kid from Seattle is probably would be my number one pick. I would go get Mitch. Um, he's He would be – we would have two guys that would have 40 home run power with him and Eloy and uh, added Didn't somebody Mitch like that in your lineup. Didn't he have 39 and 21? <laughs> he's getting older. I, I, like, the, I like the power coming healthy? from the right field. And I want to give you credit on this, Eric, because I've seen it. I don't know if it was in the uh, group chat or on actual uh, Twitter feed, but – I think you're right as far as early in the season. I don't see Colas making the team. I just don't see it. I think you're right. I don't think they're going to rush his development. I think 500 ABs is going to be important to them. And I just don't see it. Especially because you look at the amount of time he took off. I mean, he took like mm-hmm. one, two years. I believe it was two years off of baseball or whatever the case may be. And let's be real. Practicing every day is not the same as in game, and I don't care if you're getting live, live pitching every day, but it's, it's just not going to be the same. So I agree 100% with that, and I, I'm one of the big believers that, to me, and I'm not shitting on Colson Montgomery, but I think Oscar Colas is actually the better prospect. I think his bat is more, and what I mean by more elite, I'm just saying the power, the pop. I'm not saying because uh-huh. Montgomery has an elite eye, at least from what he's shown so far. In his young career. He has an elite eye. He gets on base. But I'm talking about as far as just a threatening bat. some so A bat that pitchers would be scared of. I think it's Oscar Colas when it boils down to it. So, I, I can't. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I just don't see him coming. I mean, I know it's going to be unpopular and people are going to bitch. But I'm sorry. Like, I'm just. Now that, I'm going to be right. You can just deal with it. Everybody can tell me opening day. <laughs> oh, you see, sound I'm, like that. Right. Well, I mean. <laughs> It just gets it gets old. I told everybody about Sosa, and I took a whole bunch of fucking hits about fucking Sosa when we were talking in the spaces, or whatever. I told them all what was going to happen. I took hit. I took a hit too. You know, yeah. when people was over there, yeah. they was they was calling the man. Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot what they said about someone was actually calling him. He was going to be elite and all of this old yeah. nonsense. You know, it's like I, I mean, they just don't. People freak out. Ostrakolis has played seven games of Triple A ball. In seven games of Major League Ball in Japan in the last four years, what makes you think he can face Peyton Kershaw next year, yeah. or anybody? Shane what makes Bieber. you think he's ready for that? Yeah. He ain't ready for any of that. I, you want to see what happened to our poor boy Tosa when he came up? He ain't ready for that. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't anywhere close yeah. to ready for that. And they're not going to start the clock on him. The White Sox gonna be trying to win next year. They ain't gonna. Now, if this was a young rebuild team, could they put him out there and just deal with his struggles? Like they kind of did with T.A. back in the day? Yeah. Sure, that would make sense. But we're trying to compete next year. We ain't going to have time with nobody out there just dropping balls, hitting 200, putting them Makata-type numbers. We can't deal with that yeah. in right field. we got to find somebody else. Though. And I, I think and for I him wanna... to break camp. Go ahead, Jim. I think for him to break camp with the, the big league club, he would have to absolutely be A-plus in every facet of a baseball player. He would have to be phenomenal for them to just be like, okay, we don't care about the extra pick. We don't care about service time. You're the guy. Get out there. He would have to be phenomenal. I'm sure he's going to get an invite to spring training, and I don't think even if he kills in spring training, they'll do it. I just don't think they He can go 50 for 50 with 50 home runs <laughs> and 50 diving catches. And I mean, 50 we saw assists. Cespedes you will not see him. summer 
We saw much for this murder last year, and he didn't even get a look. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him doing it. But I will say, like to Eric' point, like you also have to know your players if you're gonna throw them out there like that. Like he said, them throwing Ta out there, you knew if you just go read any scouting reports on Ta, you knew he was a mentally strong dude. You know what I mean? But the opposite. Yeah, not only that, he was a he was an athlete too. So yeah, and the opposite happened when they threw. Uh, um, Gordon Beckham out there, he couldn't handle the failure. Oh, so you also got you got to know your athletes too. You also got to know your your players. Which one yeah, and can it, handle it? Which and it matters what the team is, right? Like the White Sox weren't trying to win when they brought T.A. Like yeah, that were, was they were yeah. beginning to open their window, right? Like, yeah, they weren't trying to win. Yeah, that was. I think that was more of like it was no more he could do in the minor leagues to them. It was no more development right. he can gain down so, there. So it's like. Let's just bring them up, see what's going on, you know. People don't understand double-A pitching is not triple-A pitching. And double-A pitching to major league pitching is, whoa. Like, they're just staying ready. That's a huge jump, They ain't jump, ready man. because they've seen double-A pitching. Huge. 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 It's a huge jump, man. It's, 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 not, it's, not, the, it's not the same. That's a, that's a huge, huge jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see them coming up. Next year, as far as especially not in the beginning of the season, you had some people call him to bring him up this year. I'm like, that's wild. That's that is absolutely yeah, I had, crazy. Yeah, I had one dude tell me to bring up Colas and to bring up uh, Montgomery too. That he was ready. He was in high <laughs> at the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? You, you, Those same people wore wear helmets in public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well. You, 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 you would absolutely. But Justin, I just want to tell you. Before you try to get all cute, because I saw your little tweet shit. <laughs> 21, I think, I could be wrong. Somebody had pulled up, but I think Mitch hit 39 bombs playing in Seattle's fucking stadium. You don't think he can hit 40 playing in fucking the boombox of the rate? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Out of your motherfucking If Eloy can't do it, Mitch Hanniger can't do it. Sometimes just to get confused. I hope the Red Sox never win another game. Yeah, too late. <laughs> And Trevor, and Trevor's story never hits another home run. <laughs> yeah, he can be a shortstop too, right? He can be a shortstop too. Hey, you know that. That's why this show just took a turn for the fucking worst. <laughs> well, we at that time where we like to give people the last words. You know, give the last words of the show because Eric is the guest. We'll let him go last. Well, actually, we'll let Spook go last. But because Eric is the guest, he'll go right before Spook. So we're gonna start with you, Junior. What's your last words? <laughs> Ah, shit just never changes. You know, I'm going to say fuck you. <laughs> because, uh... Did I miss the inside I joke here? Of... I must have missed the inside joke. Yeah, yeah. See, the inside joke is they always had the white guy go first. Um, <laughs> which is absolute bullshit. Uh, my last words. Um, you know, I'm going to flip it a little bit here. And, uh, Spook, if you say anything disrespectful, I'm going to be uh, writing a claim to HR. Guys, the Chicago Bears suck. Oh, and I think I think it's uh, I think it's okay to realize the expectations of where they are as a football team, and they're not very talented. And uh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back really quick. This is a six. This this is lower than a six win team. So uh, lower your expectations, and you will not be as upset as you currently are. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I normally don't give you credit, Junior, but. 
As far as the Bears go, you have been a little bit correct. You know, and sometimes it's great when the white man goes first and I get credit from the quote-unquote baseball historian. Look at that. Well, you know the truth, Julian. You know, let's just be real. I know you hate to give me my credit, but you know damn well. I'm very baseball savvy. You know, this is, this is what happens when you give the white man credit. They go crazy. They get out of control. <laughs> they run with that shit. They run with that shit. They don't know how to be humble. <laughs> Humbly accept the praise, dude. Yeah. Yeah, right. like <laughs> what we you got, got for the people, Dre? What you got for the people, Dre? I'm going to come back and I'm uh, respond to that ignorance. I mean, saying the bears suck right now <laughs> is like saying Flavor Flame is ugly. They go like, to Homer. We know. <laughs> we, we fucking know they suck right now. That's not what we're watching for, though. We're watching for the progress. We're watching to see if something is going to be put together, concrete, so we know instead of just looking at it on paper, so we won't be looking like White Sox fans was looking this year. That's what the process is right now. We know they flavor flavor, right? We know that. That's without question. Yeah, boy. But... Know what to look for. So what are you saying? The bears That's are Kool Aid with no sugar. That what are you saying? Nah, the, the bears is Kool Aid with no water. Okay. They ain't even mixed right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Not mixed right now. But I'm interested. What, what are we mixing with it then? I'm interested. <laughs> hey, we we, we got to get Molly. You, you got to <laughs> have the right ingredients. They're fuck. They're fucking tears. <laughs> you got to You got to have the right ingredients, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm you, with you. You can't go looking for the gumbo, man, and you bring in ramen noodles. Yeah. You gotta have mm-hmm. a, you gotta have the right ingredients. So yeah. we'll, once 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 we get the right ingredients, then we'll start cooking. Now, when we start cooking and it's nasty, then I'll take all criticism. But we ain't even cooking yet. We want to put a little tequila in there. Huh? A little tequila. Mm. Something like that. It might work. What's your words for the people, asking now? You, you look lonely over there. Yo, it's so sad that y'all have to have y'all have to have a guest tell you everything I've been telling you for weeks and months for y'all to actually fucking listen. The same thing happened with the Ferris guys, the two people that run the 2080 baseball. What do you mean, y'all? Why are you separating yourself from us? Shut up. They came, they came on here and told y'all everything that I've been telling y'all for God knows how long. Eric just did the same thing today. I think there's a common fucking denominator. Listen to me. That's all I wanted to say. This is what happened when you give a black guy from the suburbs <laughs> eyeglasses. They immediately think they're smart. Yeah, I'm suburban now. 96 the, and, the, and the common denominator is I'm here. I'm here. The denominator is we don't listen. I'm here. 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 I'm here.
Um, I don't you go last, that. Spook. I said Justin. He confused over there. Justin confused. At least said Jess. No, Justin. He go. You, you know, it, oh, it is. It's Max My bad. It is my slang, though. I ain't gonna lie. I don't pronounce words very good, but I don't. Wait till you hear him say Copac. Go ahead, Justin. My bad. Well, I, I just want to say, like, tonight was really special. Thanks, Eric, for coming on. Uh, grateful for having you, apparently, educating cavemen like Junior and Dre. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, it was a great Wait, night. I, I mean, I, shit, I, I don't have much to say. You got me speechless, except the Hawkeyes are the worst college football team in history. And the Red Sox will win the World Series in 2023. You're going to call me a caveman, but the man in the back of your fucking screen right now was a caveman. It's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame guy. Yeah. yeah. I will uh-huh. say, though, I, only, he my designated driver. Only team that matters in the Big Ten is OSU. People need to get real about that. That's the only well, we're up. I, <laughs> I, I, oh, I. Yeah, we got to get Jess in the group with the boiler up stuff between Michigan and Illinois and Iowa. Like, yeah, that'll be fun. She should hop in the spaces sometimes. She in the joy. There's a whole bunch yeah. of shit talking. Whole bunch yeah. of shit talking. That's all I'm we down. do. Whole bunch of shit talking. Uh, my last words is just you I get on Bears fans for being overly optimistic. I do. Because wait, 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 wait. Here we, here, we, here we go with the disrespect of white men again. <laughs> yeah. You throw me first, and then you forget the other white man on here. No, yeah. he, he goes second to last. He goes second to last. That's what he said. Would you guys pay attention yeah, to class? Yeah, yeah. I'm going second to last. Scoop's going last. Like, you got to realize, Junior was dropped on his head as a baby. His attention span. Yeah. He literally said, Scoop's going last. I'm going next to last. And I, I, I messed that up, too, so my apologies. My bad. That was my bad. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I'm a yeah. caveman. You got to get focused, man. You got to get focused. Cro-Mac. As a matter of fact, that's what you get, because you allow Greg, a Cubs fan, to be a co-host. In your spaces. That was actually disrespectful and disgusting. And me, Eric, even Junior, Spook, we will not stoop to those type of levels. Cuz Van would no. never be a co-host in our space. No. Now, Greg, Greg has co-hosted your space how many times, Mac? Stop it. I have never had a space because I don't even know how to start one, to be honest. Same. I never <laughs> used one ever, so <laughs> I'll have to get on that. I'm a, I'm one of the old school guys. I don't know all that technology stuff. I had to call somebody. Yeah, flip phones and shit. That's because you. That's because you can't start a space with a fucking Motorola Razor. <laughs> it still worked fine. <laughs> it was down yeah, yeah. What do you What do you want? Fucking one G over there? <laughs> yeah. Hold, nah, hold, holding your fucking 2G. phone to the sky, honey. I can't send this text. Two G. I still I still play Snake on the phone. I don't know if y'all know about that game. Yeah, it was an excellent yeah, phone yeah. game. <laughs> But, uh, you play with snake. You play snake. S nine plays with his snake. Uh, I ain't got nothing. To what do with the that. fuck? I, do with that. I don't know how that even. Yeah. Makes the conversation. Especially, especially in the blanket. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know how <laughs> yeah, yeah Y'all blanket. can see both of my hands. <laughs> I get on Bears fans for being overly optimistic. I do. I get on them, and they deserve it because this season they was over overly optimistic and then i didn't understand arguing about who's the worst team in the nfl i don't see how that's even a, like i don't as a fan i don't want to argue my team not the worst they suck but they just not the worst uh, you know i never got that argument. but here i am i'm going to be overly optimistic about the white Sox next next season yes this season 
was a tragedy. It was. No doubt about it. It was painful. It hurt. Uh, I'm disgusted. Whatever word you want to use to describe it, that's me. But I think this White Sox team is still not far from making the playoffs again. They have enough talent to do so. I just think it's about adding some more pieces, having an identity, getting you or getting a solid manager and a and not and the manager is going to be important, but not only that adding a very solid coaching staff around that manager. I think that's the key. And if they do that, I would be happy. I'm not going to get into the manager discussions right now because there's a lot of off-season left. Got to have some material left for later on down the line. But to me, that's the most important thing. Adding the right pieces and getting a coaching staff that's very solid. If they do that, I think the White Sox will be fan and on their way. Because you don't, you can't have guys like a Brave, I mean, not a Brave, but T.A., um, Eloy, Vaughn, you have AJ, you have very solid pieces. And all these guys had horrible years. Let's just be real. I mean, I won't say Eloy had a horrible year because when he played, it was a very solid year. But these guys all had horrible years or injured years or down years, and I don't see that necessarily happen again. So just get the right pieces to go with those guys and get a solid coaching staff around those guys. So I'm overly optimistic about the White Sox because I believe next year they can make a return to the playoffs. I really do believe that. What's your uh, final words there, Eric? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback. Great minds think alike. I, I was going to the same spot you were a little bit. Like I just I want to help the people, right? Help educate, help you enjoy baseball more. The stuff you just got to let go. Bryce Harper, down on the White Sox. Never was, probably was, never was close. Machado, not on the white side. Vaughn is not playing outfield next year. Sheets is not playing outfield much the next year. Lucas Shalito might not suck. Defense might not be bad. Like, it's all over. It's over. It's all right to breathe. It's okay to look forward. It's okay to move forward. Um, this was the first fallback they've had in the rebuild. Um, you know, they still won 81 games despite all the horrible things that we mentioned. They were predicted to win 91. And, uh, yeah, so just let it all go because next year is a different year. It's a different spot. I think a couple big transactions and a good coaching hire could really swing uh, could swing the team. And I just want to say, you know, before you throw over, Jess, thanks for having me. I love shopping up with you boys. I appreciate you all joining the spaces all the time. It's awesome. And uh, you guys made White Sox season fun, fun for uh, fun considering how bad the baseball was. You are a fucking terrorist. You know that? The fucking what? terrorist, bro. Because I was done with the socks. I, I I appreciate Eric being on, and I agree. You got to forgive. Forgive. Let go. Let go to her. Let go. let go to pain. Harper ain't coming. Machado yeah. ain't coming. Don't be this bitter. Defense and the offense won't be won't yeah. be bad next year. It won't be as bad. Well, if I'm not fine. mistaken, Machado can opt out after this year. So screw you. <laughs> it's be, next year. It's, it's, maybe, it's next year. So don't, don't start thinking well, now. Maybe year, maybe there's fine. fucking hope. No, I'm gonna start thinking now. So screw <laughs> you. Next year, not this year. Don't next be year. don't be bitter, Junior. Don't be bitter, Junior. Let go. Let go. Let go. Just let it go. Just let it go. They're not coming. They're not here. What's your final word, Spook? What you got for the people? 
Well, I wasn't done with the Sox yet because I ain't going to sit here and talk about the Bears, so that's a given. But, <laughs> wow. Um, no, yeah, like I said before, Eric, I was happy to be on here with you because I like learned a lot, and I think you okay. guys were just rolling hard throughout this entire podcast where I was just kind of like nodding the whole time, like, yeah, yep. Um, dumb it down. I like that. Um, our bar shouldn't be low. Uh, but as a fan with experience, our expectations should be low for our own mental health. <laughs> I agree. Because you can't come in with expectations and you're you're going to get let down. That's pretty much being a Purdue football fan. So, um, But anyway, I think that it's not all about who we hire as a manager. But I think just for me, in my opinion, it needs to be someone with balls who can come in and set standards and say, you're, you know, I don't like I've touched on before. These guys make millions of dollars, but you know, come out there and be like, if you don't hustle, you're not, you're not going to be on my, you're not going to be on my roster. Like, I wish it was still like that, how it was like in little league, you know, but um, I think we just need someone to come in and just, we've been saying it. We need a fire under our ass somehow. And I would love an actual right fielder. So that'd be cool too. But, um, kind of, yeah, like we said, getting out of that shitty relationship, um, the expectations are low. The bar, the bar is very high because now you know what you deserve. Now you know this is what how it should have been. So the bar needs to stay up Preach. high, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we get year. a new girl. We get a new girl next year. We get a whole new girl next year. <laughs> yep, a brand new bitch because <laughs> you 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 figure out who you are and you love yourself and you get confidence yeah. and that's over with. So there you go. Perfect yeah. analogy, I think, guys. So a younger, a, young, a younger, a younger girl too. I can't. Wait. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. As far as Junior Epstein, I agree. Oh. I agree. Oh, wow. <laughs> I agree. As far as though a manager that will hold players accountable, I agree with that. And I, and I will say, like Jess, it was great meeting you too, and uh, enjoyed it. But what you just said right there is exactly what Liam said. If you heard of his like exit interview, like he wanted yep. somebody to be author- 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 or whatever, like he wanted somebody to come in and put their authority on it. So, yep, yeah. Get some pride back. And with that being said, bad guy radio. <laughs>